it's time again. For come gutter o'clock. Come gutter o'clock. <laughs> Anything is a come gutter if you come happen. in it. Oh, that's a good point, actually. The yeah. world is a cum gutter. Yeah. You just have to look for it. Anything's world a condom is if you look at it. Right? gutter. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Drink the drain. <laughs> oh, man. Do, 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 do. Secret masturbators. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be that kind of day. I'm Darth Camgentase. Uh, Darth Christ. Zero. Darth Rictus. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Oh, man. So we have Explorer qualifiers coming up in April. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, they just introduced all those Shadows of Innistrad stuff, and everybody's had time to play with it and figure out that almost none of it's relevant, which is about <laughs> nice. what... Hey, hey, there's there's gonna, there's gonna some card that's relevant. You know, it's, I just we can't immediately think of it. I'm glad I didn't craft anything. Oh, man. Yeah, I was just... I'm not buying any of these. Uh, spell Queller. Spell Queller and Selfless Spirit. Those well, two I, are I relevant. I those, but I didn't buy anything. I, I think that's it, though, frankly, because the Delirium decks with Emrakul are not good enough. I wanted them to be good enough. I tried, like, 18 different iterations to see if it was just... And no, Mono Green Devotion shit stomps that. What about the uh, uh, Delirium Attracts a Recursion deck? I haven't found a good build for it yet. It feels like a worse version of Grease Fang most but of the time. But you have Attracts and Emrakul... Right, but like, how is it better than Greasefang Barhelion? That's the problem. Because Greasefang Barhelion did get an upgrade. They got Traverse the Ulvenwald, and that deck got way more consistent. And Collective Brutality, I have run into it. I have too, but it's already getting cut back out of lists. Yeah, um, because it's not very effective against the field. Like, where, they, <sighs> where they've actually shifted is they're playing Scrapwork Mutts in the main. I have seen that, though. Wait, I'm, what does that do? One colorless. Or, two colorless. Two colorless, sorry. I just got unearthed for one colorless and one red. But two colorless, when it comes into play, discard a card and then draw a card. And it has unearthed for one and a red. Oh, yeah, okay, I've drafted that a lot. Right, so you're yep. going to use that to get two on the Delirium thing for Traverse the Ulvenwald while also getting your discard outlet. And you play yep. three mana Confluence now, so you do get to unearth it sometimes. Yep. It's a very, very strong enabler for Delirium, which is only relevant for Greasefang as far as I can tell. Everything else is too slow. But that does mean you get to run one Emrakul in your Greasefang deck. And it's called Greasy Abs. Cum gutters. Cum gutters. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to call it cum hey, Greasy gutters. Greasy Abs is... All okay. right. Fucking show over. We already did it. Yep. I'm done. Wow. <laughs> See you next week. We went that full circle in we went, five minutes. We're, we are way too on tonight. Um, <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, we better to, get off topic. Let's derail we real quickly. <laughs> ever off topic. Um, next up, we've got uh, the best of ones, I believe. Is that the qualifier coming up this weekend? Yeah. This, this Friday should be best of ones. I, I don't know. What do you run? Just angels? say fuck it there's a lot of lot of options you can do it's just mostly what you're most comfortable with and don't play things that are fair just whatever you do you're in best of one don't play something that's fair i assume the only scenario where you can play a fair deck is playing like blue white control that is just slanted so hard against aggro see it's not doing something fair though but i assume most people are going to go into the aggro spectrum and either do like grease fang mono red or angels, angels. right um there's going to be plenty of people on red black. You think red really? That is a best of three deck. So hard though. Like you need the sideboard for that deck. Maybe they'll splash in green for their you know trophies or something. But people always do it every time I've seen one of these Vesta ones for Explorer and things. It's or even historic too. That's what people do. They play the same decks and they try to modify them over. Has anybody made altars of assassins trophy that has like any real housewives on them? <laughs> 
That would be awesome. And no, it needs to and be done. Not seen that. Or That's, like whoever Mick Jagger's married to, you know? It's got to be bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. That that proxy needs to be made or altered depending on how we're doing wow. it. Wow. It, it even like lines up with being of the land. It really does. <laughs> of the land. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Oh my God. She's so of the land. She's an assassin. <laughs> got me a damn planes. <laughs> uh, I got me an island. If, if you get a planes, does it make you basic? It means I'm laying it flat. <laughs> and white. <laughs> you know. I like the swamp. I'm all side. wet. That's why I went with the island. They call me tapioca sugar. <laughs> okay. Winter, winter chicken dinner. There it is. Tapioca sugar. Boiled chicken, baby. No spices. <laughs> Maybe some mayonnaise if we're feeling real into it. Yeah, if you want to have diarrhea for a week. <laughs> What's this flavor? Lard. Oh, oh, I haven't even heard that word in the better part of a decade. Mayonnaise, go. mayonnaise is, uh, by the way, what what uh, is used in salads in the Midwest. Yeah, which like is, I mean, salads are yeah anyway, but crazy people. Well, there's salads that are meant to be a diet, and then there's Midwest salads that are meant to be like carbs and gut fill. Yeah, somehow the salads in the Midwest <laughs> contain uh, both mayonnaise and marshmallows. <laughs> Most of the time, potatoes. Yeah. Fucking, they made potatoes, noodles, all of it's in a goddamn salad in the Midwest. We don't discriminate. You get Oreos in your fucking salad sometimes in really weird contexts. There's, there's salads that are made almost completely of Oreo. Yeah, there's like the gummy bear candy salad shit too. Dude, Oreo cream pie is kind of good. That means you should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> or that you had a really fun evening. Depends on where it went. Man, if, you, if you're laying down cookies and cream in those cum gutters, <laughs> then I, I don't know. Cookies and cream. Uh, how do they not have that brand for porn? Like, I've never seen a cookies and cream kind of branding for because you haven't looked. You haven't looked until this moment. Do it right now that on your phone. That is exactly why no, All don't. Right. All right. You're going to regret that. Don't bother incognito mode. Just search. Oh, I never incognito. Incognito doesn't do I, anything. Incognito is for people with shame. I have none. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. god I don't care what people find Bold. when I'm dead or frankly when I'm alive at this point are you looking up Oreo cream pie or something what's gonna happen when your beard looks at your phone <laughs> I assume she'd enjoy it I never know <laughs> girls are quietly nastier than me most of the time or at least the ones that are attracted to me <laughs> oh wow this is fantastic I'm definitely jerking off to this later <laughs> <laughs> so you found some very quickly yeah that was great <laughs> Wow. Okay, so thanks um, for giving me a new category of porn to enjoy, boys. I have I don't beautiful even, evening. Way to be a race baiter. I am so Arthritis. <laughs> not. I, I think I'm less interested in the porn now that I know you're interested in it. That's yeah, not that's, how this works uh, with us. Usually, I find something attractive, and then you do too. That's the yeah, that's the later. dynamic. But later, but that's later. true. It can't be before. It has to be later. That's true. That's true. So I have to give you categories to get into is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it'll start becoming your thing. And then, you know, Darth Zero will be like, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you know, you, you, you'll, you'll sit down to, to, to slather up with a little little hand mayo. And oh. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's, there's Darth Zero sitting right next to you like, here we go. Our computer, comrade. <laughs>
For those wondering, do not use actual mayo when jerking off. If you can help it, you can get some nasty UTIs from that. Speaking from experience? Yeah, tell, tell us of one. How do you know? I this? heard a tale. It didn't actually happen to me, but it, it happened to a fellow bartender at one point. And it was a frat boy who decided it was just going to be a thing he tried. And oh boy, UTI hell. Apparently, the mayo got right in that urethra. E. No, that's mayo out, not mayo in. I, right? Yeah. It's like every every boy in high school that jerks off with Icy Hot at some point. That just, Oh, bad decision. Icy Hot, sandpaper, yeah. Seems like Icy Hot would just be like, wow, that was dumb, and you would move on. No doctor needed. No, yeah, you, you, you should just realize, unless you really... Really go after you, it. If you really slathered it on. If you really do, though. But you could, you might need to then. You can, you can tough it out, but it hurts a lot. <laughs> like a lot. Can you imagine somebody's parents sitting in a fucking ER thinking about the copay that they're going to have to pay because their kid decided to jack it with an entire bottle of Icy Hot? The answer is $300. Yeah, speaking plans. of jacket, never get a back <laughs> massage with like that Tiger Bomb lotion and then have her give you like a reach around thing because, oh. yeah. Oh. You think it's wiped off her hands, but it's not. Ooh. Never is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know where you've been. <laughs> and I know who was in the room with you. I have no doubt in my mind. Oh, the Tiger Bomb. Dead giveaway. I, I have no idea. Or what maybe you're like to. one door over. <laughs> Anyway, explorer, best of one. <laughs> bust of one. Bust of one, indeed. One busties. I, I, I think Angels is probably a pretty good choice in there. Just if you don't know what else to do. bust of one. It's seven bust or lose. You either seven bust or bust out. Buster Keaton. There you go. So, Angels. Angels is where you're at? For right now, just because it's a deck where you get to do an unfair things, but at the same time, you do have life gain, which hardly anything else has. So it gives you an angle against aggro as well as pretty much everything else except the infinite combos. Now, are you a fan of Speaker of the Heavens in this? No. What do you use for <laughs> one drops then? They're uh, three Lantern Elves and three Mystic Elves, or Elvish Mystic, whatever it's called. Oh, you're on the hardcore Kayla's Cocoa plan. You betcha. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. You betcha. I'm, I, this is best of one. I want to do unfair things. Now, are you... Curious what it's going to look like when March Machines drops. We had Arch Archangel, whatever, Elspeth, right? Yeah, that, it, different things then. And I, depending on what comes out in the rest of the set, it might be able to go back. This version that I have with Elves, I think, is just a better choice for best of one. Fair. My, I guess my question is, when you can use Elves to power out an Angel Planeswalker that makes the Elves Angels, do they become even more viable? Because I mean, one like that might slide in, and maybe the whole deck can shift some then. I... The fact that it's another card outside of the Cocos and Kylo's Reclamations already makes me hesitant because you have to make sure that you have enough creatures to be able to hit with the Cocos and Kylo's. What is the sweeper of choice in that format? Meat Hook's still around. But very rarely played. Ex because, Extinction Event, let's be uh, Extinction Event would, and Supreme Verdict would be the two big eaves of what, what you'll see. Ritual of Soot occasionally, Shadow's Verdict once in a blue moon. You'll see some temporal isolation. Temporary lockdown, you mean? Temporary lockdown, yes. Yeah, blue-white runs two to three copies typically in the main now. Yeah, but that's... Uh, sweeper removal's fairly, fairly rare. Especially, and best of one, you're going to see all the black decks that are mid-range will have one or two extinction events, and that's the equivalent. Other than that, the only thing you'll find is control. Unless somebody's really bold and plays five-color Dominion, but that's 
and usually control us five <laughs> to seven sweepers in the main. Uh, two to three temporary lockdown, three to four supreme verdict is pretty common. Hmm. Those blue white lists, though, have gotten they've gotten a lot craftier on the sideboard because I went through a bunch of them with the uh, best of three. Is it creativity, right? So post board because pre board against them you're fucked. You have all these fiery impulses, fire prophecies that are just dead, and you have uh, locust god and sage, and all they have to do is stutter step one of them. I don't think I don't think impulse is dead. Doesn't it hit planeswalkers? Uh, no, it does not. Oh, really? I know. Oof. I double checked. I was like, "Fuck, Teferi!" No, oh, that's so <laughs> mopey. Rut row. Wow. Yeah. But post board, you get ten slots. So you literally board the two combo pieces and all eight pieces of removal out, and you have four mystical disputes. You get your shark typhoons. You get a negate. You get a disdainful stroke. You get a fry, and then you get two holebreaker horrors, and you go fucking nuts. And usually, win game two pretty easily. Game three is where it gets weird because then they side into their holebreaker horrors, and you literally just have that war back and forth of who has hole breakers and removal. Who blinks first? Whose clock runs out? Find out or not because you won't watch it. It's too long. Oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like a bummer. I, I have never enjoyed a game where either player answers a hole breaker horror with a hole breaker horror. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever lands at first usually gets there. Usually. Because at that point, every spell bounces the other one. But sometimes they land it first and they've just got like a backup spell and then you like poke it and they've got to bounce it. Yeah. And then you go to lay yours down and bum, 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 you have more bum, cards. Bum, bum, bum. Well, blue-white tends to win in this scenario because they have like the two-mana instant speed removals, fateful absence. So they just have more cheap ways to interact with your hole breaker than you do with theirs. And they can actually kill yours. You can never kill theirs because you're blue-red. There's nothing that answers an eight button. Yeah, I suppose not. Although, I should clarify, does Indomitable hit their creatures? Indomitable can hit anything. That's interesting. Wouldn't it just get them another Holebreaker Horror, though? That is correct. Unless they only have one. A lot of them only have one, which means it would literally just flip the deck and nothing's there. Unless they just bounce it, but yeah. Right. But it's an interesting option. It's the only way you could blow theirs up. I would only want to keep it in if you were willing to cast it as part of your plan. Yeah, you still keep in four. You don't have enough slots to move. Yeah, so they're just in anyway. They're they're in regardless. Your plan and already involves every once in a while. Breaker. Every once in a while, you get them into an awkward position where they do tap out, and you know, it's like try it to fairy, you mystical dispute it, you untap, you indomitable. Now you have a four mana hole breaker, and you're in control, and that's the game. That does sound kind of cool. It gives you six hole breakers essentially, which is what you want in that matchup. So it's six it's nice. hole breakers. Yeah, it's it's a good matchup, weirdly, but they're starting to get craftier with their hole breakers, and so it stopped feeling like I was just gonna win both sideboard games. Now, like one of the sideboard games is a coin flip, which makes the whole matchup a coin flip because you're losing game one pretty much no matter what. That's a really time-consuming coin flip. Yep, which is why I got the fuck off of it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't think blue's one of the better choices right now. Just, I remember uh, when Holebreaker Horror was player playable and standard and my decision I, I played it for like an afternoon. Yeah. And my thoughts after that was okay, anytime this is viable in a format, there either needs to be a deck that can easily undermine it, or I don't want to play that format. And Explorer recently they did another one of their like how many games were played in each format. Explorer's dead last right now. It's under alchemy. Yep. Well, that doesn't surprise me. There's very little to do with it that's consequential. It's as it sounds like this event is probably the first event in a while that's been consequential for Explorer. About half a year, yeah. yeah. You get about one every six months. Oof. 
But that's almost all the formats now. It just well, goes they're historic. trying to push alchemy still, and alchemy is rather stupid. Alchemy gets double the events, though. You're right. Because <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they do like one historic, one explorer, one standard, one sealed, and then there's like two alchemies, and then if, it starts if, again. If people like started liking alchemy. Is it like a Stockholm syndrome thing? Is it just the spikes following whatever incentive is in front of them? I think it's wizards saying it's this or go fuck yourself, and everybody going. Yeah, they, they are pushing those. They, they keep happening. They keep adding new ones. They're alchemy events. And then on top of that, it's like, well, I guess if I want to be playing in the bigger things and try to get the pro tour or whatever it is now, guess I play alchemy. Well, I mean, to be fair, historic is starting to become even more fun because some yes. of the alchemy cards are really cool for historic. Like they have, a, there's a few stupid broken ones that should just be banned because of ridiculous. All right. Anyway, <laughs> easy there, grumpy old man. Good Damn God! It. Well, get, wizards, get off his porch no, with no, your no, alchemy. That, card. that was that wasn't so much grumpy old man as like Veruca in Willy Wonka energy. <laughs> <laughs> ban like, it! Ban it! I like Veruca. She was awesome. I knew that would be your response. <laughs> oh, I man. want it all. No, they, they, they made a card in Alchemy that made Colossal. It's a one drop that turns Colossus Hammer into a one mana, one equip. And it's a two in Savannah line that just does that. Okay. So like Hammer's a real deck in Historic oh, now. And don't forget the other card that came in Historic, the uh, the green Hammer. Oh yeah, now you have eight Hammers. Yep. There's a one green, one colorless. Just uh, same thing basically. Yeah, equipped for 10 or reduced by the casting power of the creature you're equipping. It's base power is 10-10. Just oh, yeah, I've seen that. More hammers. I've seen that. This is hammer time. Yeah, all so over. You, you run Naya Hammer if you're running the deck right now. But it's... A little glass cannony. It, it's pretty glass cannony, but Historic does have Retro Outfitter Foundry, which plays yep. into the deck nicely as well. Because you want to play Ornithopters, and you want to play cheap artifacts that you can sack when they're useless. And it's it, yeah. it could be interesting. I'm still wondering if it's better than just running uh, the was it white, green, blue pants. The Aura's deck? Pants are overrated in any context and format. <laughs> it's hard to say with the Pants deck, though. Because I mean, the is... Pants can just go, uh, turn three, just so you know, I had I had my two creatures in play, and now you're dead. To be fair, the Hammer Time deck spell. has multiple ways to go turn two, you, you're dead, though. Okay, fair. fair. Because you, you get to run that Cacophony Scamp, that 1-1 one, one Friction oh, yeah, Warrior. That... Right. Turn, play the... him, turn one, turn two, equip him, attack you for 10, now I stack and T10, loser. 11 and 11, actually, so 11, 22 11. total. Okay. Yeah, you can win through a little life gain, in fact. <laughs> I've gotten to do that. Uh, that was the best one deck I had fun with for a moment because the shuffler kept fixing draws so beautifully that I just kept turn wanting or turn twoing people over and over again. Right, I forget that on best of one that the shuffler kind of just gives you better hands. It's it, better for combo. It, it skews it so you'll have better odds of mana. Right. So you like, get to shave that you, shot. You get a whole lot of three land hands on best of one. Which is perfect for Colossus Hammer. Yeah. Or you get to shave your numbers better and rely on get always having two lands, which some decks get to then abuse. I did that. I've done that with Mono Red like during the... Oh, I fucking spaced on the name of the enchantment. Experimental Frenzy. Okay. Oh, yeah. That red era of red, I was running like a mono red deck where that was at the top of my curve and I had like 17 lands in it. Oh, damn, yeah. Which I would have never done in best of three. In best of three, it was like 22 lands. And in, in best of one, it was like 17 and I consistently got what I needed because the shuffler just stacked it for me. So my question is, 
when you mulligan, do you still get mana correction? Like, does it fix your mulligan hand as well, or is that just off? No, it, it, it always does. It always does. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> good to know. If you had serum powder, it would fix. <laughs> really? But it fixes for lands. So if Bazaar and things like that were in, and best of one and vintage were on there, yes, you would have an advantage by playing a Bazaar deck. Oh my God, you'd have such an advantage. Yeah, just, just so you know, that would <laughs> that'd be legit. Oh my God. Bring it on there, Wizards. I want best of one vintage. I have a feeling that that I would will... finally love Dredge. Uh, I, have, would... I have a feeling that uh, <laughs> they're not going to have that happen. Best of one vintage would be like the fastest coin flip format. Can you imagine yeah. how many games you could get in, though? <laughs> like, it's it's arena. That's horrible. You could get in like a hundred games. and You could go all the way to the top of Mythic in like one afternoon. I feel like game one is the least fun game of a vintage match much of the time. It's the least interactive by far. Because usually game one is, did you go off? Okay, did I? Like, did someone stop someone? Usually the answer is no. Like, someone gets there first, and there's typically not enough interactivity for the other deck to claw their way back. Sometimes. I tapered your rock that you scissored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's, there's decks that are more interactive, but, like, fundamentally, like, a lot of these decks, if they do their thing, that's fucking that. But then you get to board into the plans for it, and all of a sudden the games get super interactive. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, that's kind of the problem is vintage. There's it's diverse enough. You can't just hate out these decks by main board. Like you, you can main board collector Zoof and it doesn't fucking matter against stretch. You know what I mean? There's just, you, there's too many good hate cards that are so powerful that you can't fit all the different archetypes into one deck. Like hate bear still has decks that slip under and through. Yeah, there's even a I'm going to try and beat other decks deck. You need to kind of pick which types. Yes. I think you can you can fundamentally aim at two decks. Yeah. Like you could decide I want to beat graveyards and artifacts. And you could do that. Yeah. <coughs> or I want to beat artifacts and creatures. And you can do that. Fair. But I don't think that you can beat graveyards, creatures, and artifacts, much less also shit that's on the stack like Doomsday. Yeah, you only get to pick a few things. But you can win against those few things. And if you pick the meta right, you can just run the tables, which is kind of lovely, you know? Aggro shops. Or you can play aggro shops and just draw it. Just beat right. everything. Yeah, there's something to be said about playing, like, the boogeyman decks, like aggro shops or Doomsday and just trying to get there. Yep. That, was, that was actually one of the titles of a YouTube, the vintage guy that I follow on there. Uh, I'm not actually level one's uh, okay. vintage content. Uh he got tired of paradoxical outcome having all these issues. So he did a whole video on workshop decks and he built a bad version of your tangle shops deck. Like he started to see some of the points, but then he's like, I don't know. Ginger brute still seems better than shadow spear. And I just face palmed. No, you know what I mean? No, no, it is not. I know. I know. So like there were some, there were some moments like that, but the video we put out was entitled the rumors of workshops death have been greatly exaggerated. And I'm like, yeah, they have. And you didn't even play the right version. I feel like if, if you want to get a really good handle on the vintage format, it behooves one to at least be conversant with Doomsday and pretty decent at playing shops. Those seem like boogeymen you need to be able to deal with. Yeah. Right. To at least understand the kind of decisions the other player is likely facing. Yeah. <clears throat> Although it doesn't, I, I guess the longer that I've played this game and the more I start working with some of the newer players, which is what I'm doing a little bit here and there with the rebellion stuff. I realize there are people that just don't have the fundamentals. You know, like nobody ever taught those fundamentals to the people that started five to ten are you years after. Training us. them, kid. 
And, you know, like, just like play four stifles and just LD the shit out of them. <laughs> I mean, like there are weird little tricks that they just don't see at all. Like it's just not in their mind. Like I, I had somebody do a main phase bedevil against me when I was playing Grease Fang. And I was like, mistake. Right. And then punish. Yeah. And like fundamentals, like oh wait. that that type of fun. I thought you were yeah. okay. I thought this was like no, we're not even tier three or tier two oh. fundamentals. We're talking like tier one. The basics, that's an the instant. The wait till their turn unless there's a good wait, reason. Did you, did you? You were playing Grease Fang, right? Yes. No access, no blue or anything like that. Okay, no, no, so yeah, no counters thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 <coughs> insane. And it was a bedevil on like a lily of the veil. So did really, they tell you why they did it? Uh, they went, uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay, bud. It's okay. But it's okay. Did, we'll what, did they explain their logic? And did you, there go was no the logic. There's just, there's a thing. I kill the thing. Did you explain to them why? Yes. Okay. Like that's what I'm waiting for. Now, is the, that was some the premature conjuration. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> Look which gutter you came down. Yes. The wrong one. Way too early. Is there really a wrong one? Don't there is when you lose turn. immediately after. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> we bedeviling. Uh, when they bedeviling, they're wearing masks, right? Right. <laughs> when they bedeviling, we parhelion. Oops. Yep. <laughs> it's always fun when parhelion is like, boom, it comes into play, and I'm like, I think my angels are actually bigger than all your creatures. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> like, nice four fours, bro. Anyway, here's some four sixes. That is, that is a lovely <laughs> strategy that I think only. Angels has for beating the, the Parhelion decks. Just the ignore decks is just like, <laughs> right. Like, oh, well, fuck you. It's turn five. I have too much life. You can't get me. Make a million Parhelions. It's not going to change the end. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Your creatures can't even attack now. Yep. Chump block that's, with those that's angels. Why, that's why, oddly, Angels helps hold Grease Fang at bay in best of one because uh, Grease Fang has none of the Raven Feeblements off the sideboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't get to have that for the mirror slash angel slash humans. Yep. Why the fuck spirits. not? That sounds like it would be kind of useful. You might just need now. to put the main, like, you, but you don't oh, have that's that. Right, we're talking best of this one. This is best that's of one. Problem. You could play that. You could play that main. That still snags Lanoir elves and shit. And you can still discard it with your six right, to ten outlets, right? right? Yes. So it's you're gonna skew some, but but not hard. How many? Yeah, you can't go full. I don't. You can't. I don't think you're pulling four in there. You're pulling one or two. Yeah, but shit, dude. That's that's altering percentages. Well, that have, sounds pretty good to me. I have noted that three of my favorite like top four decks in Explorer that are all tier one are very good at like cycling through dead cards. Like Rakdos, you get Babel, you get Blood Tokens, yep. oh, yeah. Creativity, you get the big scores, you get Fire Prophecies, you get Sensors, you know, like all of these decks. Grease Fang. They I all really have love access to all these rummage effects that we've been seeing in recent yes. years. Yes. Where it's... Not even like card selection on the front end. It's just this card in my hand, I bet I can do at least as well. Yeah. And, and really what it is, is, it mitigates mana flood. What I, what I, okay. I love that it mitigates variance, but I also love that it really rewards people for being better players and being able to accurately size up what they need to have and what they don't need to have. I've enjoyed a lot of games with like Blood Tithe Harvester where I'm keeping around three, sometimes four blood tokens and just trying to make decisions around that to make my harvesters as good as possible. But the game moves past that being relevant for some reason. Right. And maybe everything gets canceled out or whatever, or like maybe it's about to be, um, what, what is it? A farewell? Sure. Sure. And then I've got the man like, well, I've got all land in my hand. So I'm just going to crank through all this blood. Right. And get something relevant. Right. Cause we're, we're about to go into a top deck war, but I get to look at the top of my deck three, four times in a row and then draw a card. Yeah. 
That yes. is huge. It is. And the fact that they keep putting rummage effects on things, I, I love it. Like, Wizards, if you're listening, we give you a lot of shit, but that's a really good thing you're doing there. So that means ignore that and put clues back. Also, Wizards, if you were listening, did you count the number of times we said cum gutters? Because uh, N plus one. <laughs> oh, man. So the speaking of Wizards and fucking up and, and going into MTG Anniversary 30 packs and all that, that's being given out at a prize at a local store about two hours away this Sunday. And I can't tell if it's real because it's on April Fool's. And I, I'm not driving two hours to be told lol. Lol. I think it's a you. joke. Right. I, I think it's a joke. That's because it's the only full proxy vintage tournament I've ever seen posted with hefty prize pool. The prize pool is MTG 30 anniversary packs. Those are going for a lot. If it wasn't a joke, they would say on it, this seriously isn't a joke. It's a real tournament. Maybe it just might be like poor communication. That's a thing all the time. Have you seen this anywhere other than one spot? That's usually an indicator of a, of a prank. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> I'm saying like stuff that goes up online. Remember, like last weekend, I was gonna go to a show or something because I saw a, a, an Instagram post from like that day within 24 hours that said this show today. Oh, it was really oh, yeah. the day before. Like, <laughs> oh, like low. they they posted the our sh like this show today like two hours before the show. Wow. So it was still up on Insta and looking like oh it must be today right like why oh, else shit. would you. Put it at like 8 p.m. on a fucking Thursday. Right, I'm saying people get shit wrong, right? So maybe maybe nobody thought like, oh, yeah, yeah. no one will believe that April Fool's. I mean. Because the temptation to go there and just wreck a vintage well, tournament is very high. There's a real easy way. There's this, this very strange thing called a phone numbers. What if they lie? You, <laughs> now, if they go that far with it for the joke, I mean, you know. Kill, no, kill you them. can totally drive all the way here and count on it while they're like doing Wolf of Wall Street gestures and like humping the air and flipping off the phone and the other people in the store like. That would be sticking to a bit. I mean, I got a little bit of respect for that. If it was a Wolf of Wall Street bit, I would have utmost respect. You show up and you're like the only one there and they like greet you with a cake full of sparklers that says fucking idiot, you know? Okay, I think that'd be kind of worth it though. I, I would record that and laugh at it for the that rest would of be my a life. Moment. That would be a moment. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a moment worth having for the rest of my life. Worth the drive at that point. I just stopped next that door to my favorite bar slash restaurant. Like, out of here, peasant, go away. Yeah. I am the fool. <laughs> oh, fucking perfect. Okay, so if, if best of one is uh, angels is a good call, right? I, I think so. Then best of three is the following week. Where do you go there? Uh, that that is a, a much more difficult arena because Angels definitely is a bit more risky than when people have answers. You also got to see what happens with the best of one because even though it shouldn't, it will influence how people play best of three. It certainly will. It certainly will. It could uh, it'll tag some people over. Red black looks still really strong. It's a really viable strategy if you want to play you? really really tight magic. If you do not want to pay play precision magic, though, I would not play red black. Okay, let's say you're playing sloppy and you just want to run hot. What do you go for? Sloppy and run hot. What's sloppy the cum gutter pick here? Yeah, what's the cum gutter pick? What's that sloppy hot sauce? Uh, it is It is actually, I, I, that my call is cum gutter in that situation. It goes to the, the greasy abs, the grease fang. That's fair. Because if you run hot you with run that hot. deck, it's absurdly hard to, like, I've, you run hot and it's like hot gravy. The number of times I've gotten to go turn one thought sees into Rafine's informant, discard poor Helian, get Grease Fang next turn and go fuck yourself. Yep. Just 
it's so hard to win like against that when you get thought seized for the removal spell and then they just play Grease Fang and it's better than everything else in your hand now. So if you run hot with that deck, it's absurd. And you don't even have to. I did have one god hand draw with it exactly one time where it was Thoughtseize, Rafine's Informant, Discard Parhelion, Triple Thoughtseize, Turn 4 Grease Fang against an empty hand. Well, see, there you go. And that's that's why I'm just saying if you just want to play generally sloppy and Hot get Grease. lucky, that's how you do it. Yeah, if you quad Thoughtseize somebody with a combo deck that can win, you should, you should be winning that. Oh now, if god. you want to be like kind of lazy sloppy but in a way that makes you a little bit more attentive you can play auras <laughs> is auras actually a thing in explorer i haven't seen that in a long time yeah it you're, you're playing well i guess you shouldn't call it aura, I should call it pants is it is it green white or abzan green white okay i've seen the abzan builds with the kai's ghost form and I can't, I can't call that black it's just that cards in there like that if you want me i can we can call it abzan because that card exists Fair. But it's the same as like when, when Luris is the companion, I don't always pick the colors it, that are Except that off. like you could have Luris in a mono white or a mono black deck. Yeah. And this Kai's thing's in a, a white green deck. It just happens that it Does it have it black in its mana cost though? Yeah, I, it technically has a couple ways that it could cast it, but really it's just searched out and attached. So it's It's a light pause it's, thing. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a creature's see. ability. It just searches these out for free. But you do have ways to cast it. It's a single black mana enchantment. Yeah, there's a, there's a few ways to cast it, but it's I not think like you gotta a, count it then. Like okay. if you if you ever actually cast it, and if it has that in the mana cost. And some builds are playing four hateful eidolon. Oh, I hadn't seen them move over to that now. Okay, and yeah. that that really embraces the Abzan build. Okay, so now they're really on the oh shoot man that people keep killing our creatures. We need to have more. <laughs> well, also that was a hedge for uh, seeing a lot of aggressive decks where you just. Because the Eidolon already has lifelink, so you just stick a couple ethereal armor and chuckle, you know? It becomes unkillable lifelink, and if they somehow do, you're drawing like two to three cards and doing it again. I mean, that is good against boats. It's pretty decent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that deck is really terrifying. What do you do? Boats. I first strike, I fly, and I have lifelink. What are you doing? I, uh... Dude, do you think someday we'll get Secret Lair, like Will Ferrell, and we'll get Sky Sovereign, but it's just boats and hoes? <laughs> I mean, they just that would be did, great. Nice, because you need hose to run your boat. Like be. Sky Sovereign won't just attack by itself. <laughs> maybe that'll be At the least Karn needs to be hoeing that thing. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be the new Capenna expansion when they go, you know, back to that world in the future. Just the hose will be this time. Yeah, it'd be kind of like when they went into the future of Kamigawa. Yeah, it, it got all like neon street punk or whatever. What's steampunk? that style called? Steampunk? No, it's not, it's not steampunk. The New Age. Yeah, is that this like with all the neon shit? That's more like the what? What's the like Blade Runner? Techno the specific punk. vibe. Yeah, techno punk. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's it. Right, that Cyberpunk. video game that everyone was stoked to play until they started playing it. And then they were really stoked to play the right version of it without the bugs, and that didn't happen. And then they now they just want the proper thing, fully interactive VR, <laughs> but not cyber Dude, stuff. Cyberpunk. What a fuck! I was stoked on that game. Yeah. Maybe like you see a trailer and like Keanu Reeves is in the trailer and yeah. the gameplay looks sick and it's a studio that's been pretty reliable and oh my God, did they drop the ball so hard like on their foot and then it rolled onto their other foot and somehow up their butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then into their testicles. Yeah. This, this is going to turn into a, a joke that I know pretty soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Long>. <laughs> anyway.
Yeah. Cyberpunk shat the bed pretty hard. And then it rolled out of his mouth. <laughs> slowly across the floor toward the daughter. Wait. <laughs> the aristocrat. <laughs> I knew you were going to go I there. Just, it, it, was, it sounded like it in my head, man. Oh, man. Um, Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. I haven't watched that movie in a while. You know, I, I that's even, in the movie box, by the way. In, in the last couple of months, I had an occasion or two where somebody asked me a question, obviously in a wildly different context. So, what do you call that? Oh man! And I don't know how I didn't immediately in my head just like pop my arms out like the aristocrats, baby. See, that's that's perfect. <laughs> we need to bring that. I back. need to just have that like in the chamber in my head. Yeah, I want to start that one. I, I figured it out. I figured out what we need to do to start. A trend. And I'm going to tell the whole anyone out there so they can start this trend. If anyone listening, here's how you become famous. You're going to do a, a trend of people from Gen Z responding to the aristocrats joke for the first time. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I, I could, I, I could I see, see that see going viral just, stupidly. I want to see them telling. I want to hear a Gen Z oh, aristocrats joke. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> could they do it? I bet they could. They're nasty. They're fucking nasty. Like, like <laughs> we're way nastier, but we got years on them. You know, like you don't get nasty in the first few years. Not as nasty as you're gonna get. <laughs> Very few people come out at 18 into college knowing what they want sexually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people <laughs> usually don't start getting like as nasty. Not even close to as nasty as they could get until they're like at least at the back end of the 20s. But, you know, longer than that typically too. Yeah, the the problem is there's a whole lot of repression sexually in this country, regardless. So there's a lot of people but that not with them kids. Yeah, yeah, not with them kids. Like they, they like, got TikTok. Yeah, the legislators are trying to fuck with them. That's for sure. But hey, wait, wait, they know I'll, who they are. I'll give us the old points. Not with them kids. That's right, Gen Z. We're calling kids who are now aren't some of them in their twenties. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like early 20s. Yeah. Early 20s. I'm old enough that that's, yeah, I'm going to call an early 20s a kid. Okay. By the way, did <laughs> not you get, like a literal kid, but I'd still be like, yeah, good job, kid. <laughs> did you guys see the roast of Adam Sandler? I, I haven't yet. I heard yeah. that it was actually kind of funny and it not was lame. Amazing. It's all on TikTok. Uh, it, didn't, it wasn't supposed to be a roast, technically. It oh, was, okay. He won the Mark Twain Award. Yeah. For what? Punching things? Uh, just for being a great guy, basically. And so, but everybody, everybody was like, okay, him. why the fuck did they give it to him? So like he brought all his friends up to just roast him because he didn't think he should have it either. So it's just a giant roast of him getting the no Mark Twain award. No one understands why I get this. I can't even read. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He does a fucking voice to start it where he's Twain? just fucking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's got like one or two accents. That's one of them. There's like the weird little Nicky one. And yeah, I think the first person up to Burnham's like, and to be honest, I'm pretty sure Adam Sandler thought Mark Twain was just the brother of Shania. There we go. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, does I'll, re I'll watch it. I didn't realize it just was a. It's like, just a roast. Roast the whole through. They even I, get Pete Davidson on it. I thought there was just some light, like damn. roasting jokes in the Mark Twain thing. Not that just straight up, it was a roast. The whole damn thing's a roast. Okay. And uh, more things fuck, should be a roast. I shit, think. one of them didn't even make. Who was it? Kevin James, who was supposed to be there, couldn't make it. So he ended up making a whole YouTube video of him, like trying to give him an Oscar or some shit. And it was <laughs> just a continuation <laughs> roast. It was fantastic. Good Highly stuff. recommend. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, enjoy it while you can. Who knows where the fuck that's going to go? We I know. We'll see. To I, the moon, diamond I hands. mean, like, both our generations are sitting here, millennials and Zoomers, like, just stop it. Come on. Just let us have our thing. It's What's, nice. That's not even, like, the legislation is basically, it would en enable the federal government to essentially at will just ban anything on the internet. Yeah, it's not, it's not TikTok. It's like the Patriot Act for the internet. Yep. 
It's like the that whole uh, Chinese digital firewall thing, but yes. the U.S. version of it. Yes. Which is kind of like a mind flare for the as hard as they can. They're trying to put something through where like if you got a VPN and used TikTok anyway, they could hit you with a million dollar fine and 20 fucking years. Oh my God. A million dollars and 20 fucking years are on the table if you get busted looking at the Forbidden Clock app in in the the version of the future that hopefully we don't live in. Yeah, I don't want a handmaid's tale this country. That's where it's going. You know if there's going to there it would be if this happened there would be YouTube channels and or people streaming Twitch or something like that of someone else watching TikTok videos. Actually, so like I <laughs> yeah, I've been trying that. to like take take like a little solace and like as Straight. long as it doesn't get super fucked before enough boomers die like the last couple of elections made it looking good. You know, like enough boomers were dying that they they couldn't fucking get what they wanted. Right. And as long as the next one goes that way, I think we're in good shape. It's just like, let's try and minimize the damage, but whatever damage does come, know that we will be able to take control and mitigate it in the, in the coming years. Well, we have seen uh, boomers just give up on other issues. For instance, the representative of Tennessee after the whole Nashville incident, uh, school shooting earlier this week, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He came out and he said, Essentially, you know, if somebody's really trying to kill you, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's been getting excoriated it's a, on a lot of platforms. It's an interesting approach. The uh, uh, so is life. Uh, I don't think it usually plays well. I, I think the best, <laughs> the best take I've seen responsive to that is like that is exactly not the mindset of someone who should be in charge of solving problems. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> resign mean, immediately. Independent of like what you think about the politics of any of that, that just any problem, the statement is like, well, I guess that's just the fucking way it is. And we're, we're all just going to have to deal like, no, 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 no. You're not a problem solver. You, you need to do something else. Yeah. Captain the Titanic, it's sinking. Yes. Well, boats sometimes go down. But I, I was, <laughs> I was having a conversation, I think earlier with, um, uh, Darth Skitham. Yeah. And, and the, the idea started coming up of like, you know, as, as it shifts over and it just becomes the young, well, the younger now generations writing these laws and, and the, the booms are just stuck in nursing homes and don't have a say over fucking anything anymore. Oh man. Um, That's... Ma mask mandates for all nursing homes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think I that's like a it. really like sweet just... petty revenge at yeah, the end of it. Yeah, because really, really, we're just uh, doing it for their own good, you know. <laughs> it's so petty. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is it's not going to harm them in any way except their mind. Yes. <laughs> Which is the greatest victory of all. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine the number no, of people I'm sorry, like, Bob. Friend. I know we're outside, but state law... <laughs> Federal law <laughs> says that anybody in an area designated as a retirement community anywhere on the premises that is a resident has to wear a mask at all times. <laughs> that is a resident is the right. most of beautiful piece the of that language. Doesn't have to. No, no, no. Not residents. Any of their kids who who will be merciful enough or sufficiently manipulated into visiting, <laughs> they don't have to. No. Emotionally browbeaten. Just the residents. Just a mask mandate for the residents. And you know what? We can put a sunset clause on this too, so that it goes away after, say, fifteen years. That's that's a very nice one. It's a very because I don't very think nice you know the, the the danger will have just disappeared by then. And perhaps we should institute a little fine if they uh, happen to go against it. You know, say a reasonable amount, like five thousand uh, dollars. People per in nursing homes don't have choices. Fair enough. <laughs>
They, we don't need a fine. We have Nurse yeah. Ratchet, like literally, because it'll be someone our age. <laughs> and the revenge will be had. Yeah, right? like, oh, do you, you you really love sports, don't you? Well, you're not going to watch any for the next three months. No, no. You see, the, it just riles you guys all up and it gets I your just, blood pressure going. Oh, it's for your own good. Everyone, I just want you to know, because Frank is having problems, the TV will be removed for all of you. Yeah. Frank, would you like to tell everyone about your problems? Okay. Bye. Where's my Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> this place is woke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Oh, man. 20 years from now is going to be hysterical. Why would you hear it? I'm not going to those retirement communities. Who the fuck is? Oh, man. No, but somebody's going to go with a TikTok. Like the nurse ratchet will have a TikTok going the whole time or some shit. Yeah, that'll be that'll be my favorite thing to follow on on TikTok. Yeah, just retirement community. Nurse, nurse ratchets, TikTok. <laughs> I'm just a 55-year-old millennial who's running the joint. I'm just imagining them listening to Eminem music and mashing up shit into the potatoes. <laughs> not you today, Karen. <laughs> oh, Jim, that's that's too many painkillers. You don't want to form a, an, an addiction <laughs> to these opioids. No, no, no. I, I understand that the, those opioids for the legislation were phased out years ago. But unfortunately, <laughs> that's not the law. <laughs> So here's some ibuprofen. Wah, wah. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting sunset for them, indeed. It's a lovely thought experiment. It is. <laughs> it is. We're getting into those years too. There's uh, just got. There's got to be something to laugh about right now. Oh it's, yeah, it's it it's, it. it's pretty grim. What the, the the bullshit they're pulling. It's we just yeah, hope just, that like this is a death rattle. It, yeah. Because if it's not, it's the beginning of The Handmaid's Tale. And gross. This is huh. nuttier than that. <laughs> this is allowing technology. Yeah, yeah, this this is another <laughs> step. Is this is like Handmaid's Tale kind of meets 1984. Only George Orwell didn't know how good tech was going to be. <laughs> not by a long shot. I, I, I don't, <sighs> you know, like, it's it's worth taking seriously, of course, because these are laws. They are affecting people. And a lot of people are and will continue to die because of it. Yeah. But I, I do think I, I do think it's just a matter of time and not even that much time, like the amount of time that baby boomers have to remain relevant politically. And they're dying off at what, three million a year clip? I, I have a feeling we can pump those no numbers idea. up. Those are rookie numbers? Pump, those are rookie numbers. We can pump those numbers up. <laughs> you know, we need to get out there and be getting like more cheese to them, more bacon, tell them to sit down. Don't get up at all. Um <laughs> You Smoke more cigars drink and cigarettes. Soda. Yeah. You you should be drinking twice the whiskey you're currently drinking. Right, right, right. Get get off of that beer and just use it as a chaser for the liquor you should be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden that number skyrockets. Yeah. And and just pick that news channel that really stresses you out. Yeah, watch it all day. Fox all day, every <laughs> yeah, day, baby. And then whatever your flavor is, let's crank that blood pressure up. Yeah, I was about to wonder what would cause a greater blood pressure increase. Having to watch Fox for like 12 hours straight a day or having to watch CNN or something for 12 hours straight. Which one to the boomer mind? Depends on the would boomer. Be, they alternate though. They have to. Yeah, that's it. I, because they'll get desensitized to one, but like they're addicted. So they got to flip over and get mad at what the other one says. <laughs> so it just fuels itself. Right. Like they even they even, the, even the ones that watch Fox that like won't watch anything else, Fox will cover what the other channels do. 
Yeah, Fox <laughs> is that person who's streaming on Twitch of TikTok. What? They're literally sitting there like, You're, did you see what CNN oh, said eight hours yeah, ago? Yeah. Let's show you. And then they'll pull up CNN. I did not know that. Yeah, because if, if, wow. they, if they can't talk about what the other group is doing, they're going to run out of shit to say real fast. Wow. And yeah, so like the people that watch like CNN and MSNBC will subject themselves to Fox. Yeah. To feed their addiction. And, you know, they'll be like, well, I got to see what the opposition's like. You know what they're saying. The talking points are always the fucking same. But like, I got to know. This is, this is the nearest to hard you can get without Viagra. That's what I'm hearing. But, <laughs> you know, but the, the Fox people know they'll just watch Fox. So Fox has to like take the CNN and MSNBC uh, to them in little clips. It makes sense now. It makes sense. Now. Yeah. That, that's their way of sourcing all their joke material. Yeah. Kind of like how content is on Facebook, but it's not original content, you know? It's TikTok content right, on like Facebook. It's from another app. It's either like a repost from Reddit, like a screenshot from Reddit or a screenshot from fucking Twitter or yeah, something with a tip TikTok that makes watermark sense. in it. That makes like, sense. I mean, it's, it's not much different than like when people would send in home videos and be watched on a TV show. Well, it's, it, to yeah. me, it's particularly funny because boomers are actually seeing these social media apps through these television programs. Yeah. Because they will bring up shit that happened on social media. Look how woke these <laughs> Facebook groups are and shit. Actually, one of my favorite woke them. things that was getting complained about is related to magic. Oh, yeah. Is that there's a content creator on TikTok. I actually saw this video while it was going around um, that found one of the Aragorns that was, yeah. that was and, and like, you know, dude's black. And he's like talking about how excited he is that he has representation. He's like got tears of joy. Wow. And this isn't Daniel Day-Lewis. It's just some guy. And yep. absolutely in the moment, this means a lot to him. And it was a really cool thing to see. Yeah. And of course, that was like the, see, everything's too woke. Jesus. Aragorn's not black. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. Well, yeah, it's the internet. Somebody has a meaningful moment. Somebody else is going to shit on it. Well, yeah, that's, that's how they had to get it on TV. Right. It's life. Right. Meaningful moment. And then let's shit on it. TV. Yep. That makes sense. Oh, my. Have we gotten anything else out of the Lord of the Rings? Do we know anything else? Or we just get taken over with this Phyrexian stuff? I haven't, I haven't seen anything else pop up on Lord of the Rings. I, I think they might have stopped spoiling for a bit since they started spoiling the next set. Yeah. I, mean, I can't they, imagine that they would, you know... Overlap some right now. Yeah. Edging us with Lord of the Rings, you know, yeah. like I think so. They're, they're getting us all primed up. And we're like, yeah, yeah, give us that Lord of the Rings shit. And they're like, no, fuck you. Here's a standard set. Yeah, that's. I think they're doing that. Look at these battles. And if that is, that might that could be a sign that someone knows what they're doing with marketing now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm doubting. No, like it's, it's an interesting enough looking set from what I've seen so far, but it really has me think. Like, why isn't this Lord of the Rings stuff? I care so much less. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When I, when I saw the first battles card, I'm like, this isn't Lord of the Rings. Where's the battle of, I don't know, the five armies or something, man? Oh, yeah. When I saw the battles and they were flip cards, I was like, damn it. More text. More text. <laughs> it's a lot of text. Yeah. Like, I, God damn it. I feel like I, I read one or two, so I get it. You know, like you, you cast the battle. It looks like they're probably all, it's like battle type is siege and I bet they're all going to be siege and they're just leaving themselves room to design different battles. Yeah, I yep. think so. But like, so it's like a planeswalker and it has loyalty kind of, yes. and they have it and you get the effect. They have the permanent. 
you attack it like you would a walker. You bring the, the counters down to zero, and then it turns into, it looks like a creature or a planeswalker that you then get. I believe that's how it works. I wasn't sure on whose side it was. It goes actually. on it goes on their side. So think of it, it this way. It's like you get an effect, they get a wall, except it can't block yep. your creatures. It can just be attacked instead. Yep. It's, and, yeah, it's and just then when there. the wall comes down, you get something yep. cool out of it. Yep. I, I don't know. Like, but when you cast it, uh, uh, so you'd cast it onto their board, so they would get any triggers if any. I don't even know if the battles have any so triggers. So like the, the, the ones I've read, basically they, they have, when you cast them, you get a sorcery. Okay. And then when it enters the battlefield, it, it's not an ETB trigger. Like okay, it's so you're just not, over there. You're not giving your opponent anything. Not from the ones I've seen. Okay. I'd be kind of surprised if there's not some that aren't designed that way, though. Like they I mean, flip into something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then just make it harder to win that battle. Yeah. Like your opponent's incentivized to defend their queen. <laughs> or like a one white mana one that gives them a couple of two twos and then flips into a seven seven or some shit like that. You guys ready for the alchemy ones that are inevitably going to happen that are going to have like six sides they can flip Don't into? You, oh yeah. Or like it nah. just conjures something on the go, backside. Go away. Yeah. Instead of flipping it, draft one of 17 planeswalkers. <laughs> Every planeswalker that ever had red in its mana cost. <laughs> The, just spell a flippy book and we we made up three new ones for this set <laughs> that are only on the reverse side of cards one of them's really good though it was so such a ridiculous thing that is alchemy in a nutshell these days i'm just guessing i haven't touched it in so long i don't know like no, Al alchemy has some of those they're actually not played very often or relevant in most things uh, because the other cow other cards are so overpowered because like cruciatus of the waves or it's the red black card and one for three three is just you have red and black mana, it's in the deck. It's in every deck that has those colors in it. Yeah. It's just that powerful. And you, you happily try to splash in it if you can for another colors because it's just stupidly powerful. Yeah. Sounds about right. This is, this is why I can't fuck with alchemy, though, because <laughs> they just spike the power level so high. It's, it's like more broken than Explorer and less fun. And don't forget, the alchemy cards rotate. Poo, poo, poo. Who cares? The, the real question is, do we get a Battle of Helm's Deep? Ooh, will we'll Lord of the Rings? Maybe that's why they stopped doing Lord of the Rings in there because they're using some of the mechanic in it. Yeah, I mean, and that makes so sense. they're stopped in the middle, so people get used to this, and then they suddenly see, dude, how pumped Lord are you going to be when battles. they do a battle for Helm's Deep? Though I'm going to be, be so, fucking pumped. Yeah, I'd be down. Like I want to play the fucking Battle of the Five Armies. That'd be a wild card. That'd be your alchemy card. Yeah, I think it would be. Oh man, Battle, battle for Minas Tirith. Yeah, it, like. Let's see what other battles we got for the for the Shire. <laughs> yes, I will. I will take that <laughs> yeah. one. Battle for the Shire is a great one. Sharky. Yeah. yeah. Old good old Sharky. The Battle of Isengard. Yeah. <laughs> Minas Tirith. There's got to be a couple others. Minas Tirith and Gondor and Helm's Deep and the Shire. I mean, there's other areas we can just go to if we want count like skirmishes. You know, like the ones where. Uh, Mary and Pippin escape into uh That is a battle. Uh-huh. Like, that's... Uh, I'll put that on there as an option. There's a lot of battles that, like, Faramir loses and disappoints his father. <laughs> there's the there's the battle at that, uh, that that mount at the beginning when they take on the ring race. It'd be like the battle for Osgiliath, and it just transforms into Faramir that's a zero-one and makes you lose three life during your upkeep. Oh, that's so... That's so... Ooh. Oh... God damn. That's, that actually is the uh, thing I was messaging people at the pizza box I just top baited over the weekend. Like, because you Not can message through MTG Melee. So so every time they were like, good luck, have fun. I'd be like, 
a chance for Captain for Faramir, Captain of Gondor, to show his quality. <laughs> That's all I messaged them <laughs> before every round. Oh, that was and so it much went just how you would expect. Yeah, they loved it. They're all fucking nerds too. <laughs> They're like, dude, that's the best response. <laughs> and hey, yeah, folks, it's very simple. Quote nostalgia over and over again. Unless it's Anchorman, that happened enough. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it in the past. We we all like that was the last movie before memes were a big deal. What are you talking about? You quote that movie weekly. I know, but my point is it was the last <laughs> big movie before memes were a big deal. Which means it's the one that got like beaten to death. I don't really, I don't think you, I don't think it counts as quoting Anchorman for certain things anymore. Like okay. that escalated quickly. There are people who say that all the time who mm -hmm. understand that that's like a pop culture phrase who don't even know who Will Ferrell is. Okay. So if some of those don't, then okay, then it, it's just gotten into the culture. It's like the Urkel shit. Yeah. Oh, because like we don't Can necessarily know who that? Urkel is, but we know that line is a thing. What do you mean? Don't necessarily know who the hell doesn't know who Urkel is. I have is. no idea who, who, what his fucking relevance is. I just know that's his line. I've never Weird. known who that is. Okay, but then that, that's still a quote thing. I'm saying like nobody nobody says did I, I don't hear that the did I do that as part of you know kind of like I haven't heard that for a long Mark time. Simpson used to say like Kawabunga or some shit like that or what the no that was the Ninja Turtles. What the fuck did he say? Don't have a cow man. Don't have a cow man. <laughs> and that was a thing that got quoted. That escalated quickly is said without Anchorman in mind all the time by people. Fair. I don't think anyone's saying, did I do that without Urkel or Family Matters in mind. Fair, fair. That escalated quickly is really more just a sarcastic phrase at this point. Yeah, it's just been around so long that it's, it's, it's suffered genericide. It's no longer truly attached to Anchorman. Fair. People still do the head move with it, the kind of open your eyes wider. Oh, that escalated quickly. I, because I, if that was still going there, I'd, I'd still give it more to like Anchorman if it still had the head. No, so no, I don't it's, see it that way. It's usually kind of like a whoa, you know, or maybe a point in the damn. conversation. But yeah, it's like damn. Then I would say it's probably, yeah, it's it's in the culture. It's just another wow. way to say damn. It's wow, which anyone else would know is an Owen Wilson joke. I think that but, still goes to <laughs> Owen Wilson. Okay, you know? like does? He owns the word wow now. Okay. You, we both owe him a quarter for that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> got a lot of quarters coming. Yeah, he fits him wow. in his nose. That's why it looks that way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's a cool guy. I like him. <laughs> he is. God damn. Well, anyway, Explorer best one, Angels. Explorer best of three. Uh, for me, I'm on Gruel Boats at this point. I think Boats is amazing. Speaking of Will Ferrell and Boats and Hoes. <laughs> I fucking love that deck. It's amazing. I don't know. It's got like all the two for ones that you want. Yes, Rakdos it's, it's to abusive have. to you. Sometimes it just craps all over you and sometimes it does everything you want. It's perfect for you. As long as 66.7% <laughs> of the time it does what I want, I'm good with it. No, you'll have a losing record. Yep. Hey, 24.3%. That won't do it. There you go. <laughs> if I'm winning two thirds of the time, I lose. Yeah, you don't top eight. That means I'm winning two out of every three games. That's not what... Right, so that's like six means. and three. One, one, one. That's a two, one. That's a win. If they're, if they're dispersed that way, sure. If they're perfectly dispersed. <laughs> Damn. Right. All right, it, death sticks hit. <laughs> I mean, I did sure. not even consider that they would be dispersed in any other manner. <laughs> I was like, of course. It's have just 2-1 every match all the way. Have you never had a thing where you lost 1-1 one, one, and next match you won one? 
I know you've had that. I never thought of it that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> These death sticks do hit. Whoopsie daisy. There, is that one still? Is that just... Is that one still fully attributed to uh, Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, I think probably. But it's It close was a now. thing before Daniel Day-Lewis, though. But it, like, went away and came back because it was... Old schooly. It depends on if they're using the deeper voice or if they're like, oopsie daisy, like that. Yeah. That's not really Daniel Day Lewis. I found that the, the vast majority woman. of people I've met have not seen Gangs in New York. Wow. True. Have True. not seen it. Like, you. you K3PO hasn't seen it. I know it, was, it was no, really wait, was, like of an era. Or not even heard of it. Huh? Is it not seen it or not even, not even heard of it? Many have not even heard of it. Damn. But most people I have met have not seen Gangs of New York. Huh. Get out there and watch it, people. It's, it's very good. Yeah, it's it's a worth solid your time. Book. I've seen it ten times, and it's a very long movie. That should tell it's you how good not it is. That long? It's not even three hours. But it's, it's above two, though. Yes, it's solidly above. It's two. above two and a half. Yeah, but it's not. There are two discs. <laughs> yeah, there's <right>. two discs. <laughs> Back in the day, <laughs> two discs. I feel like maybe that was just because they didn't want to get outdone by like uh, Last of the Mohican or something. <laughs> <laughs> Because I yeah. think that's on two discs as well. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe I only ever saw that on VHS. <laughs> I know there were two tapes. Yep, there were two tapes. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, my old man, man getting really excited when he got to see that on, like, cable for the first time. <laughs> Didn't have to flip discs or anything, you know? You're so that's old. The can, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's a solid flick for anybody that has, like, a, a Civil War era. I'm going to use the word fetish. That's probably not the right word, but... It's a hobby a lot of dudes are into. Right. They like have reenactment shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Enthusiast. A Civil War enthusiast. It's it's like that dad hobby because your wife runs the show. So, like, you need something. Yeah, if you're DHing Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, then that's for you. Dances with, well, Dances with Wolves probably, but <laughs> <laughs> fucking Last of the Mohicans is probably the pinnacle of that cinema, if yeah. not Gettysburg. Mohicans with Wolves. Gettysburg was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Didn't they just remake that? Gettysburg? Did they? I'm pretty sure they just did. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just up for like awards. I don't know. I know I want to go see Oppenheimer when that drops though. Lol. That looked interesting. <laughs> unintentional, but lovely. When Oppenheimer drops. Oh, yes. No, no. Don't say unintentionally. Use magic. It's it's symmetry. Just claim credit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Either way, Cillian Murphy is Oppenheimer. I'm fucking in 100% for that movie. It already just looks gorgeous anyway. It's just well done. The lighting looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. right, well, so we, we shall see. We shall is, that, see. is that a Christopher Nolan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'll just, anything he makes, I'll see. I might not rush out and see it, but I will. <laughs> I will see it at some point. Yeah. We've got, yeah, there's got to be, there's something coming out in like a week or two that's supposed to be big. I can't remember what though. Yeah. Is it oh, a Marvel shoot. movie? Um, that's is, why I can't remember. Is it? I don't think it's a Marvel movie. No, there's something, but I know what wait, you're talking is, about. Is it The Flash? It might be The Flash. If it was The Flash, that no, I don't think that's what it would be because I wouldn't care. Batman 3? I, I, it feels oh. like it's being marketed as Batman 3. I have no idea. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. Oh. The trailers are cool. It's like Michael Keaton is prominently featured. Fuck yeah. And they even do like a, a really fucking crowd pleaser get up right close on his face and have him say, I'm Batman straight into the camera. Yes. Oh my God. He's not, he's not a computer guy. Like they have his geriatric ass kicking ass. 
Man, this is just bringing back such memories of that Spider-Man movie that tied it all together. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is awesome. Like, it was this. This is looking more like across the Batverse. Nice, because <laughs> uh, Ben Affleck is going to be in it, and like his Batman looks dope in in the previews too. They've got him in like the the gray and uh, blue. Yeah. yeah, and made it make sense because it's in the middle of the day. Gotcha. <laughs> Wild, which is hilarious. Like Zod is going to be a main antagonist in it. Awesome. Because of time travel, like Kal El was not there in this other multiverse or something. Oh. And Zod shows up for whatever reason. And uh, like Zodding. they have to deal with Zod without Superman looks like part of the plot here. Oh God. Well, yeah, that would that would be a bit of a fucking problem. Because you basically get how do you take down evil Superman? Oof. Is Lex Luthor actually a hero then in this? I have no fucking clue. It looks wild and it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that rolls into their big grand flush of the fucking toilet with their current oh the Snyderverse I don't know how yeah. they could resist the op the chance to have the good guy Lex appear because there's always a bunch of these comics and there's always one of the good guy Lexes it's my favorite one you ever lent me <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic do you think they'd get like Jesse Eisenberg or like Certainly not Kevin Spacey. <laughs> what if they yeah, did? I don't think they're going to get Spacey. What if they um, did, though? Like, guys, it's okay. Yeah. It's it's Kevin Spacey from the multiverse yeah, where like, he didn't do that shit. <laughs> so are we ignoring the other multiverse where he was also like, shut up. It's actually, this. I wanted to let you know that as the movie came out, uh, we we shifted into the, the, the universe where Ezra Miller didn't do that shit either. <laughs> so... Just so you know, yeah, none of them, none of them did any of that. The Ezra Miller's real sorries, <laughs> real sorries. Wow, who was it? There was somebody prominent that just got a bunch of domestic. Oh, Kang. Yep, <laughs> fucking Kang has a bunch of it's goddamn. Gone. It's gone. The person who brought it like recanted. It okay, really? Yep. Wild. Hush money, <laughs> or. They were smashed and angry and said something and then sobered up and said, oops. Yeah, I don't know. So it's one of the two. It's all I, all I saw is that there were accusations and then like a day or two later, I'm scrolling through my shit on Google while I'm fucking taking dumps and it's like accuser recants. I'm I mean, like, I'm going to okay, go. I'm not going to click on it because I can click on the other one. I'm going to go with this. Disney stepped in and quieted things up because they've got way too many movies. They're using him and they can't afford that right yeah, he's, now. He's like the center of the current yeah. Rocky franchise. He is, too. He's Thanos for the next phase, at least. Well, he's, yeah, he's multi-franchise. Right. He's at, he's at the core of the the Rocky franchise, right? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mouse the, is the protecting movies, that ass. The Creed movies. Those are. He's in those too. Yeah. Well, I'm just imagining the fucking uh, mouse representation from South Park walking around like fuck no, <laughs> like doing whatever it takes. Well, if you're all killed, or you can take the money. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. Oh, Mouse. Mouse is definitely protecting that ass. Maybe they'll just switch it to the multiverse where he didn't do that shit. Maybe that's what they did. That's why there's the recant. They're just, oh, fuck. Well, we already have our multiverse going. We'll just turn the engine on. You see how, like, they turned that shit on in the middle of She-Hulk and it just changed the show? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I love this thought. I, I want weirder and weirder stuff. That's what I want. That, I mean, DC's cool, but I want more Marvel. I want more weird I'll just take Which more again, Star Wars. Which again, this is why people aren't as nasty in their 20s as they will later become. <laughs> Man, I'll just take more Star Wars all day, every day. You guys saw the latest episodes? Nope. I did, yeah. So good. Yeah. If not. Dude, Bad Batch did like a bang bang to wrap up their season. It's a, it's a double episode. It's pretty sick. All right. 
Well, it's fantastic. That will be my uh, my actions on the morrow. Fair. And in uh, the Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker took his dick out. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Like a Ewan McGregor kind of moment, like that kind of like, you know, Ewan his movies just likes to have his dick out, or like, like had, an accidental. He had like, he had like a lot of piercings on it. It was weird. Oh wow, was there like a little lightsaber on it? There's a tattoo that said Mara, but like it never gets addressed. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get that? Do you think we're going to get Mara Jade? Technically, she's canon. No, she's not. She's in Legends, isn't she? Has there been a mention of Mara Jade in canon yet? I don't think so. I don't know. I saw somebody on Facebook arguing about how it was canon and giving references, and I'm sitting there like, I'm not double-checking this. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out when we find out. I seem to remember her being involved in some of the Thrawn storyline stuff. I don't remember. It's been a long time yeah. since fucking junior high. Important things are Darth Bane is canon. Darth Bane is canon. Do you know who voiced Darth Bane? Huh. I don't remember. Because it was just in one episode yeah, of Clone yeah. Wars. Okay. Mark Hamill. Uh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill voiced Darth Bane. It's wonderful. So talented. Yeah. God damn. Does the Joker, does Luke Skywalker, and does Darth Bane? Fuck. He was actually also the, the small drunk alien on Canto Bite that was shoving all the coins into BB-8. Awesome. <laughs> and, and I think they mo-capped him for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, Because, that, yeah, that's a physical role. It's not just an alien at a table. He's leaning and shoving stuff in and, like, guzzling a drink and stuff. Awesome. You got to wonder how many people are just like, can I, can I do extra things in the franchise? And you're just like, I guess. Isn't that the Stormtrooper thing? Or has been for a long time? When Daniel, celebrity. Daniel Craig got to be a Stormtrooper. Right. <laughs> a lot of Stormtrooper cameos, yeah. Yeah, I heard that was a thing. Like, if you're a celebrity, you just try to get into the Star Wars thing, but be like, can I just go in for free? Just Stormtrooper in the background. Yeah, like John Favreau, when when he was doing this shit, he, he, he's like pre-Vizsla, I think, in the cartoons. Oh, is he? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> he made sure to record himself as the voice of pre-Vizsla. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, dude, if I was running one of those shows, I'd show up. And like, fucking Dave Filoni is in an X-Wing in The Mandalorian at some point. Nice. <laughs> You got to slip yourself into everything. Mm -hmm. Fuck, George Lucas even put himself in the prequels. Did he? Yeah, he's he's an alien standing outside a bar, I think. Huh. It was like Peter Jackson. He's in Lord of the Rings. Where? Uh, he's the uh, drunk eating a carrot. Nice. <laughs> You'll see him pop up when they, when they enter the town. They usually don't give themselves a lot in the way of lines, unless it's Tarantino, in which case, lots of lines. Yes, yes. And feet. <laughs> lots of feet and lines. Got to talk about the feet, too. How many feet will be in the final? The remember, opus of the Tarantino. Do you remember Tarantino? being in a theater for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Man, those and were... And there's the scene was... where, like, she puts up her dirty feet in the theater, and you're just laughing. Yep. Like, oh, <laughs> I was cackling. Dude, everybody else in the theater is dead silent. We're just guffawing. Right, right. Why are those degenerates who are obviously drinking, laughing about the feet? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, they just didn't know their Tarantino well enough. People not no. know. <laughs> like, that was the funniest shit. That's what proved to me that we were the ones enjoying that picture correctly. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was taking it a little too seriously. Like, this is art. And we're just like, this is Tarantino, baby. Of course it's art, you know, but fucking. It's so is art. punk rock, you know. <laughs> so is Blink-182, like it or not. Oh, man. Dysentery Gary is a heartfelt song. <laughs> I, th 
I think we, I think we've made it on the dysentery, Gary. That's, I think uh, so. Yeah, it's close enough around. Blink. <laughs> we'll be back in a Blink One Eighty Two. Blink fucking sixty nine. There we go. <laughs> I did the Blink One Eighty Two run in twelve parsecs. <laughs>